I'm so sorry, ma'am. I know you need this medicine, but it looks like it's not covered by your insurance. Yeah, unfortunately, I had to deny that one. Wait, who are you? I'm your insurance company's pharmacy benefit manager. I get paid based on the price of a medicine, and I don't make as much money off this one. No one should stand between you and your medicine. Visit phrma.org slash middleman to learn more. Paid for by Pharma. Welcome back to the Middling Manager Hub podcast. Today we're delving into a crucial topic that's shaping the future of workplaces across the globe, creating a diverse and inclusive workspace. I'm your host, Steve Westover, and we're here to provide you with practical insights that managers can apply to foster an environment that welcomes individuals of all races, genders, physical abilities, and sexual orientations. We'll be drawing inspiration from the expertise of Pooja Jane Link, Julia Taylor-Kennedy, and Trudy Burgoes. The workforce is evolving, and this evolution includes a surge of women of color. Armed with education, ambition, and diverse experiences, they bring an invaluable force of insight and innovation. Despite this potential, leadership positions and C-suite roles often elude them. Shockingly, no female Black or Latina CEOs hold positions in Fortune 500 companies. Research by the Center for Talent Innovation over the past 15 years has spotlighted major obstacles faced by women of color. Their studies reveal unsettling figures. 46% of women feel their ideas go unrecognized, contributing to a sense of invisibility. In the pursuit of an inclusive workspace, managers have a moral and ethical responsibility. But beyond that, we must recognize the undeniable business benefits that stem from fostering diversity and inclusion. So how do we as managers foster a culture of an inclusion and diversity in the workplace? Managers can recognize and emphasize the business case for diversity and inclusion. One of the most compelling reasons to create a diverse and inclusive workspace is a self-serving one. Greater diversity and inclusion better reflects the changing demographic landscape. As shown by a recent U.S. Bureau report, companies need diverse leaders to reflect the evolving marketplace. When teams mirror their target customers, innovation flourishes, giving businesses a competitive edge. Both employees and customers gain a sense of belonging within the organization. An example is Johnson & Johnson. Johnson & Johnson's commitment to diversity and inclusion has led to increased innovation and better decision-making. They believe that a diverse workforce leads to a more comprehensive understanding of the global marketplace. Their emphasis on creating an inclusive culture has contributed to their reputation as a great place to work, attracting top talent from diverse backgrounds. Now, as managers, we can focus on fostering a culture of inclusivity where employees feel valued regardless of their background. We can encourage open communication by modeling active listening and collaboration among diverse teams. We can recognize and celebrate the contributions of all employees. By prioritizing inclusivity and decision-making in project teams, we can drive innovation and strengthen our organization's reputation. Strategy two, managers can recognize and address bias both personally and organizationally. Acknowledging our biases is pivotal. Companies must ensure that the table is open for everyone to pull up a chair. Take the example of a multinational company that revamped its leadership program. 
by targeting supervisors' biases and encouraging the recognition of great candidates of color, they created an environment of engagement and advancement opportunities. So we must ask ourselves, how might this look in our organizations? Strategy three, as managers, we can practice inclusive leadership. As leaders, we must champion a safe team environment where all voices are valued. This means embracing diverse perspectives, fostering collaboration, encouraging constructive discussions, and acting on the advice of diverse team members. By valuing authenticity over conformity, we as managers can effectively create a culture where everyone feels included. Let's take a look at Microsoft for a positive example of recognizing and addressing bias and creating a tangible solution to creating a more diverse workforce. Microsoft has been a pioneer in promoting diversity and inclusion. In 2019, they launched a program called the Autism Hiring Program with the aim of tapping into the unique skills that people with autism can bring to the tech industry. The program resulted in increased innovation and problem solving within the company as employees with autism displayed remarkable abilities in pattern recognition, attention to detail, and logical thinking. As managers, we can replicate those results. Consider implementing targeted hiring programs that focus on tapping into the strengths of underrepresented groups. Recognize the unique skills that individuals from diverse backgrounds can bring to the table. Provide support and accommodations to ensure their success and create an environment that values different perspectives and abilities. To avoid falling victim to perpetuating stereotypes, utilize individuals from these underrepresented groups to help tailor your practice. I'm so sorry, ma'am. I know you need this medicine, but it looks like it's not covered by your insurance. Yeah, unfortunately, I had to deny that one. Wait, who are you? I'm your insurance company's pharmacy benefit manager. I get paid based on the price of a medicine, and I don't make as much money off this one. No one should stand between you and your medicine. Visit phrma.org slash middleman to learn more. Paid for by Pharma. Strategy four, provide sponsorship programs. Mentorship is vital, but sponsorship, meaningful advocacy is a game changer. Programs that pair women and people of color with experienced sponsors, like those at American Express and Bank of America, in addition to providing underrepresented individuals opportunities to be mentored, we can also look for opportunities for the underrepresented to be the mentor. By tapping into diverse individuals, we also tap into that person's diverse experience and knowledge. With their help, we can gain the ability to look at problems from a different point of view. This practice could provide a great way to look outside of the box for solutions, or at the very least, look at the box differently. Strategy five, hold leaders accountable. Inclusion can't be a mere checkbox. It must be a core organizational value. Creating tracking systems like CTI's CEO, Pat Phil Cruchel did, ensure that diversity and inclusion goals are taken seriously. When leaders are held accountable, real change can be achieved. For example, Salesforce is renowned for its commitment to diversity and equality. They have taken strong measures to close the gender pay gap and ensure equal pay for equal work. This commitment has not only boosted employee morale and engagement, but has also positively impacted the company's bottom line. Their diverse and inclusive workforce has contributed to increased innovation, improved customer satisfaction, and a strong sense of purpose among employees. As managers, we can prioritize pay equity and fairness within our organizations, regularly review compensation to identify and rectify any pay gaps, 
emphasize transparent communication about compensation policies. Additionally, create initiatives that empower employees from diverse backgrounds to take on leadership roles and contribute to strategic decision-making. By ensuring equal opportunities, you'll not only boost employee satisfaction, but also drive tangible business benefits. As managers, we are tasked with putting ethical approaches into action. How can we practically apply these strategies to our workplaces? Let's turn to Elizabeth Pittelgau-Kittner's ethical approach to diversity and inclusion. Kittner points out that as managers, we can initiate change by simply fostering open discussions about diversity and inclusion. We can publish a clear statement of commitment and prioritize diversity at all levels of management, creating a safe base for dialogue at all levels. One, we could form a task force. Task forces can be powerful tools for driving change. These teams should focus on ensuring diversity and inclusion permeate all aspects of the organization. Review codes of conduct and set clear, measurable goals. Clearly, this could be a challenge. It may require some creativity and some trial and error. Not every idea or policy is going to be golden. Still, there is benefit to be gained by making the effort. For example, the NFL has taken a creative approach to encourage the mentoring of minority assistant coaches into head coaching roles. The Rooney Rule has been tweaked and expanded since it was introduced in 2003. Now it requires teams to interview at least two external minority candidates for head coaching jobs and one external minority candidate for offensive and defensive coordinator positions. It also states that a team that loses a minority assistant coach who becomes a head coach or loses a personnel director who becomes a general manager will receive third-round compensatory picks in each of the next two drafts. A team that loses two minority staffers to head coach and general manager positions would receive three third-round picks. With movement like this towards greater diversity and inclusion, the NFL is taking steps to reward the organizations for doing the right thing of improving the opportunities for minorities. One could easily argue against the effectiveness of the NFL's efforts in this area, and it is clear that more must be done. We might ask ourselves, is a failed effort better or worse than making no effort at all? Remember, there will be some trial and error. There will be failures. But that doesn't mean we shouldn't engage in the effort and learn from our shortcomings. Creating token positions of inclusion isn't the goal here. The purpose is to create an environment and culture that truly embraces diversity and inclusion. Two, review hiring and termination patterns. Diversity must be integrated into all aspects of the employment cycle. Review hiring practices to ensure they're not inadvertently excluding diverse candidates. Equally important is identifying biases that might contribute to diverse employees leaving the company. Three, provide training. Unconscious biases can hinder progress. Regular diversity and inclusion training combined with broader ethical discussions helps foster awareness and growth. It's an investment that pays off for the organization and individuals alike. By aligning personal values with organizational ethics, managers can truly champion a diverse and inclusive workspace. The journey requires effort, courage, and genuine commitment to making a difference. Four, inclusive marketing. Finally, remember that the journey to inclusivity doesn't end within the workplace. It extends to your brand's marketing strategies. As Sonia Thompson points out, Inclusive marketing is more than tactics. It's about creating a sense of belonging. 
responsible, ethical, inclusive marketing is about aligning your brand's values with its actions and avoiding harmful practices. What does your organization's marketing look like? What does it sound like? Does it include individuals of various nationalities and races? Is there a diversity in the type of family or couple being represented? Are people with disabilities represented? Or does everyone look and act and sound the same? People from marginalized groups don't want to be pandered to. They want to see that the organization really cares. If your organization's marketing materials appear to be inclusive and diverse, does that match the company's priorities and practices? Does your organization contribute money and resources to various ethnic organizations like the Latino Business League or the Asian Business Association? Let's look at a recent example of how marketing can be the public face for a company's culture of inclusion and diversity. By now, everyone's probably very aware of Bud Light's marketing campaign using LGBTQ uh, transgender individual Dylan Mulvaney. It was a very limited marketing plan targeting a specific group, but following that, there were huge boycotts and tons of public backlash. In the wake of that backlash, there was very slow and inconsistent response from the company's leadership. So here are some key takeaways that we can learn from about Bud Light's missteps and their marketing plan featuring Dylan Mulvaney. One, you must stand by your choices. Inclusive marketing requires commitment. When you decide to support a particular community, stick with it, even in the face of backlash. Bud Light initially celebrated Dylan Mulvaney's transition, but went silent when faced with criticism. Inclusive brands stand by their values, partnerships, and the communities they serve, even when it's challenging. Incorporate inclusion into your values. Make diversity, equity, inclusion, or belonging a part of your core values. When your responses align with your values, it becomes easier to address conflicts and criticisms that arise. Hershey Canada demonstrated this when they responded to the backlash against their International Women's Day campaign by reaffirming their commitment to diversity and inclusivity. 3. Cultural intelligence matters. Brands must understand cultural landscapes and anticipate responses to their campaigns. When partnering with communities that have historically faced opposition, such as the transgender community, it's crucial to plan for protection and support beyond just the promotional campaigns. Cultural intelligence helps brands execute and respond effectively. 4. Supports communities you target. Demonstrating genuine care for underrepresented communities is essential. Your actions should uplift these communities, especially when they face systemic barriers. AT&T, for instance, has consistently shown support for LGBTQ plus community through various initiatives. Demonstrating a deep-rooted commitment to making these communities feel valued and supported. Remember, inclusive marketing isn't just about marketing tactics. It's about genuine commitment, aligning with values, cultural awareness, and meaningful support for the communities you aim to serve. For most businesses, employees are also customers. If, as an employee, we see inclusion and diversity in marketing, as well as in workplace policies, we are more likely to feel welcome and feel that sense of belonging. As we wrap up this episode, let's keep in mind that building a diverse and inclusive workspace is not just a trend. It's an ethical imperative that benefits both employees and the organization. By embracing these strategies and cultivating an inclusive culture, managers can foster innovation, improve employee satisfaction, and contribute to a better world. Let's be honest, we're going to get it wrong sometimes, but that doesn't mean we shouldn't try. 
We can learn from even our worst failures if we're doing it for the right reasons. Remember, each workplace is unique, so tailor these strategies to your organization's specific needs. By creating an inclusive and diverse environment, you're not only fostering a sense of belonging, but also setting the stage for increased innovation, improved decision-making, and ultimately greater success for your team and company. Doing the right thing for the individuals is also doing the right thing for the organization. Thank you for tuning in to the Middling Manager Hub podcast. We'll be back with more practical insights and ethical discussions to empower managers like you. Until next time, remember, diversity, inclusion, and ethics, these are the cornerstones of a thriving workplace. As always, continue leading with purpose, empathy, and a commitment to the empowered workforce of tomorrow. Thank you.